From understanding a global economic crisis to crunching the numbers at the grocery till, she makes it easy and helps keep more money in your wallet. This is For What It's Worth with Rabina Ahmed Haq. Happy New Year to everybody listening. I'm Rabina Ahmed Haq. This is For What It's Worth. It is going to be a really interesting 2023. We already are getting rumblings of what to expect over the next 12 months, and that includes higher inflation. That includes a fear of recession, so that could mean job losses in the in the next com- coming months, and also includes possibly interest rates going higher. And so that's creating a lot of anxiety for Canadians uh, who are worried about their ability to pay their day-to-day bills, worried about their ability to save for the future. Um, and when you, there is a new year, we often resolve to do better for ourselves. And one of those resolutions often has to do with money. And I'm here to tell you that even though there are lots of New Year's resolutions to choose from, lose more weight, maybe take that course that you've always wanted to take, finish that project in your basement, make money your top priority because of all those things that I just mentioned. Because if you've got your money in order, everything else tends to fall into place. If you if you know you can pay your bills, you've got a little bit of money in an emergency fund, you're still able to put money away for a rainy day and into your retirement uh, fund, uh, you sleep better at night, you feel better about the decisions that you're making, and everything else tends to fall into place. If that is not happening and you're stressing about your ability to pay your bills, uh, it usually manifests in a way where um, you generally feel mentally and physically more stressed because you're always worried about how you're going to get those bills paid. So if you're making a, a New Year's resolution, I know we're kind of a week into 2023. If you haven't made one yet, make one to just learn about your money, manage your money better, and just promise yourself that you're going to get better with your money this year. And it can be bite-sized. It doesn't have to be a big, huge promise to yourself. It could simply mean, you know what? I'm going to open up an account where I'm going to do an automatic contribution into an investment account, and it's going to be a hundred bucks every paycheck. That's it. Flex that money muscle. Start to become a saver by just practicing how to do it. And then if that feels comfortable, increase it a little bit at a time. January is also a month where we often reset. So a lot of us do dry January or maybe we give up. Uh, I know Bilal, our technical producer, has given up takeout meals. I hope you don't mind me saying that, Bilal. But I mean, that's one I made one year too, is that this month, I'm not going to buy any outside food. I'm going to see if I can always brown bag my lunch. I'm going to make sure that whenever a friend calls and says, let's go out, I say, you know what? Why don't we stay in and cook something together? And I did find that I learned a lot about myself that month as well, about how I had to think about things before I left my door. But it only took five minutes. So it really just taught me that saving money doesn't have to be a lot of effort. It's really just five minutes of walking around my kitchen and throwing some things in a brown bag. And then that way I know I've got something with me that I can eat and I'm not reaching for that fast food. I'm not calling Uber Eats. I'm not doing all those things that can really get our personal finances in trouble because those things can really add up. Takeout meals can really add up. And later you think to yourself, I rather would have saved that money and gone out for fancy dinner on Friday night, right? Rather than those sort of $15, $20 lunches along the way. Uh, This year as well, I want Canadians to find more unique ways to save money. Uh, Learn more about your tax 
obligations and your tax situation, uh, you can go to the Canada.ca website. They've got an excellent tool on there where you put in your basic information and it spits out all the benefits and credits that you possibly may qualify for. Now, 2022 is in the rear view, but 2023, you could spend in a way that could increase your chances of getting more credits and benefits. This is money that Ottawa is just going to give back to you. So if you can manage your money in a way where you could qualify for more credits, that's going to put some money back in your pocket and it's not going to change your lifestyle whatsoever. The other thing I want to talk about, and I'll talk about this more towards the end of the show, is that we need to start looking more at our workplace benefits package. So when we work somewhere full time, we have benefits package that includes dental and medical prescription. We all are aware of that, but there's a lot of stuff in there that we don't take advantage of. And companies are now revamping their benefits packages to really reflect today's reality. And that includes a lot of wellness supports. So see where your company is at when it comes to providing those uh, wellness supports. Have they included them in the benefits package? In some cases, I've read that companies are telling new parents that they will actually cover the cost of a jogging stroller. So if you buy a jogging stroller, which is meant to be used for jogging with your baby, they'll cover the cost of it because they see that as a health and wellness purchase. So take a look at that. It can be, you know, 20 minutes in the evening to take a look at what benefits you have and put some money back in your pocket. So don't leave money on the table. Just uh, make that, you know, a New Year's resolution. I'm going to figure out what kind of workplace benefits I have. And speaking of work, work is going to look really different this year. We're hybrid, we're remote, we're all over the place. So there's going to be a lot of changes coming in 2023 in our new normal. That's going to take some adjustment. We're going to go from being completely at home to now being in this hybrid model and now figuring out what hybrid actually means. So we're going to talk about this and a lot more coming up, starting with financial resolutions that we can keep this year that are actually going to improve our personal finances and our financial wellness. We have that topic coming up after the break. You're listening to For What It's Worth with Rabina ahmed Hawk. It is a brand new year, 2023. And what's something that we typically do at the beginning of the year? We make a promise to ourselves to be better, to do better, to just improve in some kind of way. Make a New Year's resolution to lose weight and finally get that that certificate or that degree that we've been working on or finish something in the house, maybe a project. But also one of the more popular ones is to save more money, pay down debt. But like any other New Year's resolution, we often lose our way by the end of January. So we, you know, we go to the gym, we go really hard for a few weeks, and then we just tend to fall off because life gets in the way. We forget about the fact that we had made this promise to ourselves. So if you've made a financial New Year's resolution, and this is the year that you should be focusing on your finances for so many other, for so many reasons, like the cost of living, fear of recession, rising interest rates. How can you make sure you keep that resolution 
And what can you do to really make a lifestyle change where you're going to make money a top priority, money management a top priority? To talk about this and more, we're joined by Myron Genick. He's a CEO and co-founder of Evermore, a Canadian asset management company providing investment solutions for Canadians. Myron, welcome to the program. Hi, Rabina. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being here. Happy New Year. We wanted to start by asking you, I want to start by asking you, why are specifically financial New Year's resolutions so hard to keep? Oh, well, I mean, all resolutions are really hard to keep. I've definitely broken way more than I've kept. But what sets financial resolutions apart from typical resolutions is they're harder to keep because they're not part of your daily routine, right? So, um, you know, they might involve things like trying to save more, trying to invest more, but that's not really something that you do every morning or, you know, right before bed. So, you know, I've, there are some tips that could be helpful to help people keep their financial resolutions. One is for people to use pre-authorized contributions or PACs. So mm -hmm. these are automatic transfers from your bank account into, say, a credit card account that you might have or or even to your investing account. It's automatic, so you don't even have to remember to do it. And that way you're almost guaranteed to keep that resolution. And another mm -hmm. thing is, you know, if you're looking to invest, to already have an idea of what you'll be investing in before it's time to, to decide. So to pre-decide in advance. And here it's really good to keep things really simple and to keep your financial goals in mind. So for example, if the goal is retirement, um, Evermore created Canada's first target date ETFs. So by choosing one of those funds, you can just simplify the whole investing process. And that makes it much more likely that you're going to keep your resolution. And that's it, right? Like keeping it bite-sized, keeping it easy to manage, because like anything else, sometimes we overpromise ourselves. Uh, I'm going to save $50,000 this year. I'm going to pay all my debt down this year. And then when you're not even get, when you're not even close to getting to that goal, we get we get really distant, you know, distant, we, we just get discouraged and we don't want to do it anymore because it feels like yeah. it's just not going to ever happen for us. But this year is, like I mentioned, really important for us to focus on our money. Why is it so important this year to really make a promise to ourselves to manage our money better, whether it's to save for retirement or any other long-term goal? Yeah, this year is so much different than previous years. I mean, the big thing is inflation, right? So prices have changed so much. If you, let's say you made a budget like five years ago and you're still working off those numbers, you definitely need to update that and shift your spending accordingly. Also, you know, with the inflation, uh, interest rates have gone up as well. So debt is so much more expensive. And for some people, it's really impacting their ability to make ends meet. And then for long-term goals like saving for retirement, um, high interest savings accounts and GICs offer pretty attractive rates, but inflation is higher and in the long run, you'll fall behind. What's interesting is that stocks and bonds in the long run have both beaten inflation. So they can be a really solid choice for long-term investing and getting exposure to stocks and bonds via low fee index funds or target date funds just means more money for you in retirement. So, um, you know, life is always changing um and you know you need to take time to manage your money to shine a light on where you can actually take action where you can improve the process and by hopefully doing all that you can make things a little less scary 
This is something pretty typical amongst us Gen Xers. Um, at least I'm a Gen Xer, uh, is that we're in this sort of sandwich generation where uh, we are trying to save for our retirement and save for our kids' education at the same time. And for some of us, we're also paying for some expenses for our aging parents. How do yeah. you balance all of that? Because, uh, you know, you want to take care of your own retirement, but then there may be pressing needs right in front of you. And then you also are worried about how much, how are my children going to afford to go to university or college? Cause that cost keeps going up. How do you manage mm -hmm. that when you're trying to sort of allot where your money should go? Yeah, I'm a Gen Xer too. And I face this, uh, situation and so do a lot of my friends as well and I get asked this all the time because it really is a compromise between supporting your future and supporting your children's future um, if you have to choose between you know investing for retirement or education of your children the answer is it really depends it really depends on um, factors like how old are you how old are your kids how much money do you think you'll have in the future but um, there are some really interesting things that Canadians should know. One is that the RESP government grant is, I believe it's up to $500 per child per year. But the thing is, if you miss, if you don't contribute one year, then you lose that grant room. So you really need to, um, it's important to contribute every year to the RESP. The RRSP, for retirement that contribution room grows over time it's not like if you miss it you lose it and actually the more you earn um as you age and as you hopefully earn a higher salary and you end up in a higher tax bracket if you delay contributing into an rsp you might get a better rebate so if you have to choose maybe you choose the resp over the rrsp because of what you get back from the government in terms of a grant versus uh tax savings but on the other hand, one other thing to note is that when you contribute to your RSP, it brings down the amount of tax that you owe and you might possibly get a refund. So mm -hmm. as a really quick example, let's suppose your tax rate is 25% and you're able to contribute $10,000 to your RSP. That means if you've been paying your tax properly all year or your employer has been deducting it properly all year, you should expect a refund of about $2,500 which coincidentally is the amount of money that you can contribute to a child's RESP to get the full benefit of the matching grant. So, I mean, there's a that's lot of a, different- That's a perfect scenario. I mean, if, it doesn't always work out that way. I, my, my, yeah, um, especially if you have more than one kid, <laughs> then exactly. you, know, you might need to do more, yeah. So it's always important uh, uh, from my point of view to keep, retirement top of mind because I've always said that uh, your kids can borrow for their education but you can't borrow for your retirement like that's I mean there are some some schemes out there where you can borrow from your home and stuff uh, but yeah. really uh, when it comes down to it when you retire it's you and your money and you got to yeah. take care of yourself first because who does that financial burden fall on if you can't afford it your kids right so you're really taking right. care of them when you say for RSP. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, Myron, have you made any financial resolutions this year? Something you want to do better with your money? Something you want to do different when it comes to how you manage it? Well, I mean, I kind of turned things around and my financial resolution last year, and it's continuing this year, is to help as many Canadians as I can to meet their financial goals. And so that's why we started Evermore and launched the Evermore Retirement ETFs, just because Canadians want a really easy, low fee, sensible way to save for retirement. 
These funds are really diversified. The asset allocation changes over years and decades, just like other target date funds. We do the rebouncing and even some currency hedging. And we do all this work behind the scenes so that Canadians don't have to worry about it. And I hope that by creating the Evermore Retirement ETFs, Canadians will have greater comfort in their ability to save and invest for their retirement, just because it is such a huge priority for them. And it is crucial, like you said, and just to give them that confidence that they can make good on their goals. So I know it's, um, you know, I've turned it around and my resolution is just to help everybody else meet their resolutions. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, it is honorable, Myron, uh, that you're offering that uh, service because we are so confused as Canadians when it comes to uh, what we should be uh, investing in. There are so many options. In fact, I think there are too many options uh, when yeah, it comes to uh, where we can invest. And then every year, there's a new registered account that comes out. Uh, there's the the typical RRSP and RESP. Then there's the TFSA, and to, now there's a new yeah. uh, new uh, um, a fund, new register fund that people that that can you can you can save in for your first home. So the new home buyers one, like you mentioned. So it's good to have sort of really clear options as to how you can get to that get to that uh, goal faster uh, without all the jargon that sometimes really really uh, confuses people. Yeah, that's right. And um, it, there is a lot of complexity out there, and a lot of that complexity is. You almost don't, you can ignore it almost if you really focus on your goals and what's important for you and take the time to work out a budget, work out your net worth statement. Just by doing these two activities, you can really get a really good insight on your financial situation, where you are, where you're going. Think about your goals, how you need to invest for those. And just by doing these things, and you only really need to do them once a year. Again, it sheds some light on where you need work and um, and how you can make things better. Well, Myron, thank you so much for joining us uh, today uh, on the program. It's our first show of 2023, so thanks for kicking it off for us. I really appreciate your time. Thanks, Rubina, and Happy New Year to everyone out there. Thank you. That's Myron Genick. He's the CEO and co-founder of Evermore. And Myron mentioned something there that I think you could make a little New Year's resolution for yourself. Figure out your net worth. That could be something you could do tonight. Just sit down and figure out what do I owe and what do I own? It's really easy math. And that's going to spit out the number of what you are worth. If you were to sell everything today and pay all your debt off, what would you be worth? Do that today. Make that a financial resolution. That's a really simple, easy to do thing that's going to make you feel accomplished. It's going to make you feel like you did something when it came comes to your personal finances. We are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a survey that shows how interest rates, higher interest rates and inflation is affecting Canadians' uh, mental health, financial health. And we're going to break down what our priorities are in 2023 when it comes to dealing, especially with debt that continues to get more expensive. I'm Rubina Ahmed Hawk. We'll be right back. You're listening to For What It's Worth with Rubina Ahmed Hawk. In 2022, Canadians saw interest rates rise 400 basis points. That, that's four full percentage points. We saw our interest rates go up, our cost of borrowing go up. And for some, they have seen their mortgage payments double 
in the last year because they went variable on their mortgage. And every time there was an interest rate announcement, they saw those payments increase month to month to month. And despite all of this, a new survey by CIBC says repaying debt is Canadians' number one financial priority. We're facing inflation, rising interest rates, recession, and Canadians are, for the first time, I believe, in my career, really turned on to the fact that they need to get their debt paid down. It's been a hard sell trying to tell Canadians, well, you should pay your debt down when interest rates are at rock bottom. But as we're seeing those interest rates rise, repaying debt is a number one priority, according to this CIBC poll. To talk about this and more, I'm pleased to welcome our guest, Carissa Lucreziano. She is the Vice President for Financial and Investment Advice for CIBC. Hi, Carissa. Hi, how are you? Great. So CIBC did a survey talking to Canadians about what their number one financial priority is. Talk to me a little bit about that. What are we concerned about this year? Yeah, absolutely. And I, you've you've really kind of laid out the groundwork and, you know, some of the things that you just mentioned, um, Canadians are concerned about the impact of, you know, the environment that we have seen around us, which is rising inflation, higher cost of living, and as well, what's starting to surface and has surfaced over the last little bit is job security. What it really boils down to is, you know, the money going out to cover expenses and the concern about potentially less money coming in because of this based on, you know, environment, job situation. So there's concerns on both sides of the balance sheet. You know, typically this time of year is a really great time for reflection. It's a new year. You want to revisit financial goals. And January is a good time for this. But particularly this year, you know, money management really matters. So, you know, our survey found that for the 12th consecutive year in a row, paying down debt is still the number one goal for Canadians. But it is a little bit different this year because of the environment. And so um, following that in second and third place is paying um, is keeping up with bills. So keeping up with bills or managing the day to day is, is, is very close to that number one of paying down debt. The good news is that Canadians still really want to focus. The number three goal is growing wealth through, you know, building the foundation and growth and investment. So that's still, you know, one of the top priorities, whether Canadians can actually get to that is, a, you know, uh, will be seen in 2023 and, 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 and ongoing. But those are the top three uh, goals, financial priorities yeah. for Canadians this year. So our priorities may have not really changed. I mean, it still always has been, you know, to stay out of debt and to build wealth and to save towards, uh, you know, a rainy day fund or our retirement fund. But it's getting more and more difficult because money is getting more expensive to service. Cost of living continues to be high. What is the best way for us to prepare ourselves uh, for this new year um, and all the things that could come? Economists saying a recession is possible. We could see more job losses. What's some someone that what could someone do right now to just prepare themselves for this year ahead? Yeah. And when things feel uncertain, like they do now with all of those elements, it's really important for people to focus on, you know, what is in the sphere of your control and what can you really do to get your, your finances and money management uh, in control and feel really in control of that is, you know, you know, revisit your budget. It's, it's a great time of year to do that. It's usually when people like to take stock of, you know, their financial matters, but it really starts with that awareness taking a look at where you're spending each month and looking, you know, for opportunities to save what, you know, what are you spending on non-essential costs that you may have been spending on in the past year? 
Um, you know, costs have gone up across the board. So there's certain things that are not in our control, like those essentials that have gone up. And we all know uh, and feel a little bit more pain when we go to the grocery store. However, you know, uh, being really aware and having the clarity of, you know, what is coming in and where the expense is going out will give you the opportunity to see what is left over each month and on an annual basis. So you can put in a plan in place to focus on, you know, the second thing I would say, which is really important, is paying down any debt that you can. You know, credit card debt, for example, is, you know, uh, 40% of where, you know, Canadians are focusing on paying down. It's, it's a big chunk. You know, you may have, uh, you know, added a little bit more to that credit card in terms of a balance over the holidays. You know, if you look at your budget, you see what is available at the end of the month, how can you redirect that and put a plan in place to pay down any high interest debt? Um, debt is expected to increase this year because of more uh, interest rates being so high, the cost of living being high. What kind of debt are you expecting Canadians uh, are going to increase this year? Is it the credit card debt, that 19, 20% debt or mortgage debt or line of credit debt? Do you have a forecast of where you believe Canadians will be in more debt by the end of this year? Yeah, well, in in general, like Canadians do not one of the one of the secondary goals um, and priorities for Canadians is not adding any more debt. Like Canadians don't want any more debt. They're they're going to be very very conscious of the debt that they put on uh, in 2023. And, and and the biggest piece is if if they do put, uh, take uh, put on more debt, it will absolutely uh, be part and parcel because of the continuing and rising uh, costs of living. And so that could go on. Um, it could go on credit card. It could be pulled from a line of credit. It really depends on that personal financial situation. Although there is a good number of Canadians that do say through this poll that they feel very confident that if you know storms, the you know the environment, the, the environment storm around us continues, they are quite confident that they'll be able to weather it. However, it's you know for how long? So there is still that uncertainty there. When does there come a time? Uh, you know. When you are struggling to make your bill payments, you may be worried about your ability to save for retirement. When is a time where you have to say to yourself, I got to speak to somebody else, a financial advisor, a financial planner? Is there a moment in time where you can say this is this is when I should do that? Yeah, I think, you know, whether you feel like you have your finances in check or in order, or you're feeling some of that strain or stress, it's always great to have that financial coach, to have the opportunity to speak to a professional, uh, having someone to talk to about your finances with transparency and confidentiality is huge. And a lot of times we just need to talk things through, through but we may not feel comfortable talking about money with even friends or family. And an advisor really is there to listen and help you look at that big picture view of your finances, help you with, you know, if there is some strain on the budget, taking a really great look at that. If there's an opportunity to put some goals in place that you may want to achieve, you can achieve them maybe right now or start, but you want to start in the near future, putting that roadmap together through a financial plan. A lot of people have contacted me uh, and I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not a financial planner. I don't give one-on-one -on -one advice, but because of the work that I do, people often ask me questions about their money and I try to direct them to the, the professionals. But one of the big questions I often get is, uh, should I lock in right now? Because interest rates have gone up so much. I'm worried about uh, if they're going to go higher, my ability to pay that debt. If, if debt, if paying down debt is the top financial priority for Canadians, would fixing their mortgage make sense right now? 
Yeah, that's a, a pretty big topic and a pretty big conversation to have. Like, you know, to be able to look at your full picture is very important with that decision. So again, having the opportunity to sit down with a, an advisor, a professional to talk that through, because you're going to actually want to look at what is the impact if you locked in today uh, to your mortgage payment. So if your your rate is, you know, lower or higher now, how is that going to impact? How is that going to impact your cash flow? And, you know, and how long is that going to impact your cash flow? So how long are you actually locking in for? It really is a personal decision, but it's a decision that really should be supported by financial advice. Well, uh, thank you so much, Carissa, for joining us today, uh, for getting us up to date on this survey done by CIBC that says that repaying debt is Canadians' number one financial priority. I have to say it's quite refreshing to hear that as a personal finance journalist who's covered this for 10 plus years, because normally at this time of year, everyone's worried about those credit card bills coming in, worried about how they're going to get that debt paid down, uh, but they've not really set themselves up with any kind of solution. So knowing that this is the way Canadians are thinking going into the new year is actually quite a positive that's come out of uh, what we've seen a pretty an economic, pretty, ter- uh, pretty tumultuous year uh, that we've just had and also the one ahead. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. That's Carissa Lucreziano. She is the Vice President for Financial and Investment Advice for CIBC. When we come back, I'm going to have some thoughts on our workplace benefits something that we don't tend to take advantage of. And we have a new year and it's maybe a good time to take a look at what exactly does your workplace offer and should you be taking more advantage of them this year? If you're finding it hard uh, to find the money to do extra stuff in your life, maybe there's something in there, a massage, maybe other things that could really benefit you mentally, physically, uh, and also not cost you a lot of money. I'm Rabina Ahmed Hawk. We'll be right back. From understanding a global economic crisis to crunching the numbers at the grocery till, you're listening to For What It's Worth with Rabina ahmed Hawk. So we've been talking a lot about New Year's resolutions and making resolutions that we can actually keep. And money has always been a top resolution. So save more, pay down debt. Uh, These are typical ways that we usually promise ourselves we're going to do better in the new year. Uh, But this year, think out of the box. Think about your tax situation and how maybe you could take advantage of more more credits and benefits that the federal government, the provincial government offers. You can do that by doing just a little bit of homework as to what you may qualify for. You can also spend in a way that makes you more eligible for those credits and benefits. So taking a look at them now and adjusting your spending Uh, may actually create a situation where next year when you file your return uh, gives you back more money. Um, Also look at how different rules change. It's, I think it's time that we pay more attention to business news. Now that doesn't mean we need to sit there and watch market updates at nauseum. It really means paying attention to the news that matters to you. So everybody right now is interested in interest rates, inflation, cost of living, and real estate. So there's two major things happening this year uh, that does affect those uh, categories. One is there is a new uh, savings account, registered account for first-time home buyers. Federal government has uh, come up with this starting this year. You can save 
$40,000 in the first home buyer's plan that then uh, you, uh, the money grows tax-free and those contributions are actually considered tax-free as well. So they're considered like an RRSP contribution. So you get a little bit of money back when you file your return. And so this is a, an account that is going to be available now for years to come. So if you are thinking about buying a house, maybe five or six years from now, you could talk to the bank about opening uh, th this new account and start saving towards a down payment on your first home because it doesn't happen in just a year. It's really about making a promise to yourself this year that's going to really be a lifestyle change when it comes to your money. I often compare money to going to the gym. So if you were to go to the gym today and say, I really want to lose weight and get fit, the first thing the personal trainer is going to say, it's not about how hard you go at the gym every day and how much, how many calories you burn. It's about consistency. It's about coming to the gym on an ongoing basis regularly over many, many months, many, many years to see that actual return on your investment, the investment being the exercise. It's the same thing with your money. It's not about saving $50,000 this year and then that's going to just grow to a certain amount of money. It's about being consistent, saving maybe a few hundred dollars every paycheck, paying down debt in a way that is manageable, that doesn't affect uh, your lifestyle. Because the last thing you want to do is over promise that you're going to save so much money or pay all this debt down. And then you got to cut back on something that makes you happy. Maybe you have to, can't go on that vacation or you can't go out for dinner or you can't see your friends because you're spending all your money trying to get out of debt or trying to save for the future. So find that balance and do that, that saving consistently over time, flex that money muscle so that it becomes something that's just second nature. I mean, saving money just becomes something that you do every time you get paid because whenever you get paid, always remember you haven't paid yourself first. All you've done is got money for the work that you did for somebody else. You haven't paid yourself. So when you get paid, you pay yourself first then you pay your bills and the money that's left over, that's what you spend on the fun stuff. Uh, this year is going to be uh, an unusual year. We've had so many unusual years and this one is not going to be any different. Uh, definitely fear of an economic slowdown, possible recession. There could be more interest rate hikes in this year, but I think they will slow down. That's what economists are saying, that we may have seen the peak. Uh, we may see a maybe 25 basis point hike, maybe a little bit more uh, but eventually, as those interest rates start to work into the economy, so we actually see prices come down year over year, the Bank of Canada is going to pull back on those interest rate hikes. And that's going to mean that your money isn't getting more expensive. So that's something to actually look forward to this year. Um, also, the end of greedflation. So greedflation has been something that's been coined as uh, when, when we look at what's happening, especially at grocery stores. So inflation has been all over the place for the last year. It has come down slightly, but mostly because of uh, gasoline prices. Uh, but a lot of uh, consumers are saying that they feel that prices have gone up more than that average 11% year over year, and that grocery stores and other big uh, corporations are taking advantage of the fact that inflation is the big topic in, in the news, and people are just getting used to paying more and more for items, and that they are charging more than what the suppliers are actually charging them. And so the, hopefully, consumers are going to start to vote with their dollars, not buy those items that they 
they feel are just overpriced. And that could bring an end to that greedflation that some of us have experienced uh, when we are out there shopping for um, everyday items for groceries. And, and one of the big uh, concerns that has been around for 10 years is how do I afford to get into the real estate market? How do I afford to buy a house when everything is so much uh, more expensive than it was even a couple of years ago? And no um, that has never been more true than 2021 when prices rose 26% in just one year. But that came to a crashing end in 2022 when we actually saw prices cool down considerably, only single digit gains year over year. We saw sales drop off double digit losses when it came to the number of sales year over year. And so this year could be the year that many find that they can finally afford to get into the housing market. Now you will be shopping for a house in a higher interest rate environment. So those payments may still be quite high, even if you're if you're spending hundreds of thousands less for that home. Uh, but it is going to make you feel better about that overall purchase that you're making. Uh, because as interest rates normalize a bit and hopefully come down, uh, that's going to obviously impact your payments and it's going to keep them a, a little bit uh, it's going to keep them under control. So they're not going to be going up. They'll be coming down, which is the fear that so many people have had is that if I get into this home and I get in just by the skin of my teeth and I'm spending every dollar that I've got to, to pay this mortgage, what do I do when interest rates rise? And now that time has come and we are seeing some evidence of that where people are finding it hard to afford the home that they actually bought. So this is going to be an interesting year. I hope that you tune in every week to listen to For What It's Worth because we'll be covering all of this. We'll be covering real estate, inflation, cost of living, anything that happens when it comes to the economy uh, and how to manage it, how to manage it as an individual, as a regular Canadian who's just trying to pay for their family and pay for the things that they need uh, for their kids. Often we get really caught up in the headline numbers and we don't realize that recessions hit people in much different ways. So if you're able to keep your job and you're lucky enough to maybe fix your mortgage a few years ago, you may not feel the effects of an economic slowdown or a recession because you'll be you'll be able to continue living on uh, without uh, much impact on your life lifestyle. But if you are someone who went variable and now say you've lost your job and you're seeing that payment go up, you might have to make some really tough decisions. And that could include selling your home. That could include um, having to find a second job. That could include one of your, uh, you or your partner going back earlier um, after you've taken a mat or a pat leave. And so these are real lifestyle changes uh, that a lot of people will have to face in 2023, because if they want to continue living the lifestyle they've set up for themselves, the money has to come from somewhere. So this year we will be covering all of these topics from every, every angle, getting all those stories to you of how you can can be better with the money that you have. Because my agenda is to always tell people how they can manage their money better, not necessarily how they can go out and make more money. Of course, if you make more money, you're going to feel better about your personal finance situation. And that's great. But for a lot of us, that's just simply not a reality. We need to work with the money that we have. So how can we spend better, save better, invest better, be more mindful of our spending? Because a lot of things in the last 10 years, even though uh, I've been talking about them have not really resonated because interest rates have been so low. Uh, markets have only gone up. So if you know if you're borrowing and you're also whatever money you're investing continues to go up, why would you be worried about saving a little bit here and there? But now that time has come where those micro savings 
are really going to add up. So every three months, here's my advice to you before we go. Every three months, do a forensics of your personal finances. It doesn't have to take very long. It can be a 10, 15 minute check-in of your bank statements, of your credit card statements, and also of your utility bills. Is there anything there that you could do better, spend or save better? Maybe you've got a subscription that you're being charged for uh, of an app that you haven't even pressed on for the last six months. Delete it. Get rid of it. Stop that subscription. Maybe all of a sudden you've got a hydro bill where it's gone up so much year over year that you may realize, oh, I've got a window that's leaking air. So I should just get that sealed up to save a little bit of money. All of these things, month to month, don't make a huge difference, but over many years make a huge difference to your personal finances. Thank you so much for listening. This is for what it's worth. We are here every single weekend at this time. I'm Rubina Ahmed Haq. Have a great day.